Victor at Samurai Punk. I'm Elise, the producer at Samurai Punk. I'm a t-shirt. <laughs> and I'm Winston. <laughs> I'm, I'm the person underneath the and t-shirt. And you're a terrible bell. Yeah. ventriloquist. <laughs> what? You can't even see my I want to see you do better, at least. I've got a plain white t-shirt on. It's not going to be a very interesting conversation. You can um use this lemon as a puppet. Where did you get a lemon <laughs> what? from? What do you mean, where did I get the lemon from? This is your lemon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my God. This was meant to be Callum's birthday present. Not birthday, anniversary present. But he didn't show up. Yay! Yeah. Celebrating one year. one year. Celebrating one year of Callum. Uh, character that artist. That was the intention, but yeah. yeah. Mm. Character artist, um, charming lad extraordinaire, um, Callum yeah. Williams, yeah. the man with the plan. All right, well, <laughs> um, well, let's start at the at the basics. What what yeah. have you all been playing this week? Um, I haven't been playing anything actually. Woo! <laughs> Gamer! <laughs> Do you even game? Wait, actually, no, sorry. I did play a tiny bit of Zelda uh, Link's Awakening. Okay, oh. so I've completely what? missed this. There's a new Zelda or it's an old Zelda it's remake? A re- it's a remake of an old Zelda. Which, which is, is it? Which one? Link, Link's Awakening. Pretty which sure. platform? Uh, which came out on the... It's like a Game Boy game, I think. The first Game Boy, actually, yeah. yeah. I think it was the very Okay, so it is Boy. old. Yeah. It is very old. Okay, cool. Um, what's amazing, though, is that I've never played it, but seeing someone else play... I knew exactly what to do because I've played so many of, of that particular kind of Zelda mm-hmm. because it's been the same formula for so long. I knew exactly what the items were, how to solve every dungeon. Like, I looked was at that it, I was good like, or bad? It's nostalgic, but I'm like, it does say something that even though I played like Oracle of Season or Oracle of Ages mm-hmm. 20 years later, it's mm-hmm. the exact same fucking game. Mm-hmm. So there you go. To be I- fair, it is a remake. Kind of the point. No, no, but like the fact that yeah. this very old game that came twenty years before the other mm. ones that I've played growing mm. up is the exact same game yeah. is pretty hilarious. Well, I think the way that I think the way that the lineage worked was, I believe Link's Awakening was the first ever um, portable Zelda game, and right. then all the other ones kind of inherited from it. Um, so I guess that's from that's it. where the similarity. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think from. it is an interesting. Yeah concept of those games because mm. growing up I was the biggest Pokemon fan loved the entire series played them all the time and uh, I played X and Y on the 3DS when that one came out and that was like a relaunch and it was new Pokemon with all the old ones I thought that was super cool and then two games later whatever it was the remakes of Fire Red and Leaf Green which were my absolute favorite Pokemon of all time ever mm. so because it was my favorite Pokemon I'd played it a couple times so when the remake came out I bought it I put it in and within like 10 minutes I'm like I've played this, this yeah mm. like there is i think you can do a remake of a game when it's like shadow of the colossus or something that's like a unique game mm. whereas when it's a game that you've already played seven times in mm. slightly different skins a remake isn't exciting because you've mm. played that game a million times mm-hmm. not as yeah. the same game which is exactly why zelda is such a weird franchise because the old ones up until basically breath of the wild or maybe skyward sword or something up until that point, they're all the exact same game with a different gimmick. Mm. Now you've got a talking hat. Now you've got a stuff that changes seasons. Who's got a talking hat? Uh, the Mage Camp. Oh. oh. The one I, the, the I haven't played bird. it. So I don't know. It's, it's the same fucking game with a different skin every time. Um, um, maybe Wind Waker yeah. is a bit different. Yeah. yeah. Um, We've got a shout out to Syrian. Ooh. Is that Syrian Hanbon? Uh, is that yes. what that is? Hanbon? Yes. Can I, can I get the chat overlay up on yeah. this? Do it. Because my yeah. eyeballs are like... <laughs> Getting there we go. Getting um, much easier. Hi, oh, Fobby. Fuck, well, we lost that. Hey, Fobby. What's up? <laughs> um, 
Some of my friends yeah, well, the Zelda, the Zelda franchise, I mean, love it or hate it, I think for a long time people were content with slight tweaks of the formula every time, and then I guess after like 20 years, then they're like, okay, I guess it's time to reinvent it, and then yeah. Breath of the Wild happened. Um, same thing with Pokemon, actually. I played Pokemon Red when it came out, mm -hmm. and I played it like 20 times. Then I played the following one, which was uh, Sapphire, whatever. Are you trying to say Sapphire? Sapphire? I can't remember. Whatever. Stop making fun of you. <laughs> Shut up, Elise. I don't know. Wasn't it, wasn't it that? Not yeah. silver? I don't know. No, it's, it's there's like Ruby and Sapphire. Ruby and um, Sapphire, yeah. I can't, I can't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I, now I made fun of you. <laughs> Anyways, they were the exact same game as well. Yeah. And mm. 20 iterations later, I'm like, why do I give a shit about Pokemon? Mm. Because mm. it's the same game with more Pokemons. Mm. So yeah. with, with Pokemon remakes, Pokemon is actually po the Pokemon. 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 Some people stuff. just keep chasing the same high that they got from a particular game, and they'll be they're willing to play the literally one for one the exact same game over and over again. So if you give them a visual reskin or whatever, or let them play it on a new platform, they're happy to do that. That's why, um, what is it like the Final Fantasy games? They keep on re-releasing re them yeah. on new things. No, most of them, most of the time, it's just um, a re-release. So it's like maybe it renders at a higher resolution, but they haven't game. really updated the assets. So I don't it's only the new remake, the Final Fantasy VII remake, that um, it's their first like full. full. We're yeah. making it all from the ground up, new yeah. engine, new uh, gameplay. Um, um, I kind of everything. understand the whole like better graphics thing. Like mm. Last of Us being such a big seller on the PS3, mm. people wanted to play that in super high res. Like that mm -hmm. made more sense to me because that was a very like graphics driven game. Mm -hmm. But I do find it quite frustrating when it's like, and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited about this new game. Oh, it's just the exact same game mm -hmm. done again. Yeah, digital yeah. Seahorse. Hey, Seahorse. Hey, Digital Seahorse. Welcome. Um, I mean, I do have to admit one thing in all of that. I've mm. still to this day never played a Zelda game, ever, any of them. The closest I got was when you made me play one. Oh, like five minutes of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. 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 And even then, I was like, oh, hmm. okay. Yeah. Never That's appealed cool. to you or like just a boat that you never So I think a component on. of it was growing up. Yeah. I wasn't surrounded by gamers. I have no idea how I ended up the way I am. Like, uh, I definitely got, like, too. left in <laughs> with a random family. Yeah. Like, no sense whatsoever. Yeah. So I didn't grow up around gamers, so yeah. I got no influence from them. The only influence I got was when I went to a store and I saw a cover of a game that looked appealing. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, Zelda or Link as characters never yeah. necessarily associated with me. Mm -hmm. Whereas it was pretty easy to grow up as a kid and be like, oh, Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon are everywhere. Pikachu, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was so was so widely spread. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. in media. Because of the TV show as well. That was... Yeah, I watched the TV magic. show. Like, the first film I still have on VHS. Mm -hmm. Little Pikachu slapping each other. I still cry every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you, can you believe that it, it wasn't broadcasted where I grew up? So Why? Was it too raunchy? <laughs> I don't know. Like it just what? it just didn't exist. So I watched it on VHS. Mm. Wow. And only had the first three episodes of the entire show, and I kept on watching them over really? and over oh. and over. And then I bought the game. So we're doing dubbed versions of the yeah. first three episodes? Were yeah, you literally. doing all the voices? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, oh man. Mm. An unstoppable wave of Pokemon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, yep. It even reached the islands. Mm. You know, one f that brings up a memory, actually. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know Half-Life existed until I was about 15. Right. And that's when I picked up a really old, like, 
PS2 magazine yeah. with um, wow. Gordon Freeman on the cover and I'm like uh-huh. wow this looks really cool yeah. and it, it was a, a walkthrough and I read yeah. through it and I was like uh-huh. holy shit it looks amazing Half-Life yeah. 2 had already come out at that point okay. <laughs> oh, I was like, right. oh my god high tech yeah. yeah. and, and then I came here mm. and everyone was like oh dude have you heard of Portal yeah. the second one's just coming out I'm yeah. like What's Portal? Yeah. What's Half Life Two? There's a second yeah. one. Uh-huh. I just I had to like catch up on all that. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I would have loved if you thought like Half Life was like a book or something that you just like read in the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a comic book. Wow, it's an amazing story. Yeah. Winston, did you grow up with a lot of people who played video games around you? Like, do I your did. family? Yeah. Play um, them? Well, like my my family. There's a lot of like people who are interested in technology. Uh, one of my uncles, he's always like got the latest gadgets and shit. So I remember he had like a PlayStation before we even knew what a PlayStation was, and it was hooked up with the fucking mod chip. So they had yeah. like folders of all the pirated yeah. games. Yeah. So there was just like this infinite library of. It was like it was it was weird. It was like Netflix of games before. It was like the Xbox Game Pass, yeah. right? I had in nineteen ninety five. I had an R right? chip <laughs> yeah. in my Game Boy, and that oh, was yeah. the same thing. Like yeah. your R four chip. My family didn't know anything about it. They mm. just like my mum went to China once, mm. and I was like, "Get me this thing," and she's like, "I don't know what it is, but here you go." I'm like, "It's not illegal. It's fine." Yeah, yeah. And so the R four chip had like I think like a micro SD card inside of it that you. Mm slotted out put into a usb that you plugged into your computer mm. and you could torrent game files upload it onto this micro sd put it into the cartridge mm. slide it in and just play whatever you wanted to mm. i didn't even know you could mod like game boys yeah. but fair enough mm. i mean it makes sense well I it just... was all just on a cartridge so it didn't actually affect the console itself yeah. so it didn't void warranties or anything because you were just downloading games onto a cartridge seahorse um it's all right. We're all old here, um, but yeah. Okay, so you had one of those. I um, weirdly um, with with the whole like game piracy thing, um, I think I, I got my start in playing games because of like piracy because it was so accessible and it was cheap. Uh, and I couldn't really. I, I was never allowed to have a Game Boy, so I had to play like the emulator version to play Pokemon. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got my start with games kind of through piracy, but then when I got into my teens, I became really adamant about not wanting to pirate anything. Yeah, I took I like a real moral high ground. I was like, no, 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 I want to buy the game. Like I want to, you know, support I think, I think that's a pretty common dev thing for devs now. Like yeah. once I was 18 yeah. or 17 yeah. even, once I was earning enough yeah. money to be able to pay for, co- for games uh-huh. and consoles, I was like, cool, yeah. I'm never pirating anything again. Yeah. Like yeah. I can't afford to buy it. Therefore mm. I will buy it. Mm-hmm. Especially once I decided I wanted to go yeah. into games. Mm. For me, for me, it took a very long time to get to that point yeah. because I grew up, I was so starved on content. Mm. When I got access to more content in any yeah. way possible, yeah. especially music, I was like, mm-hmm. I'll grab anything. Yeah. I don't care if I have to pay for it, pirate yeah. it. I'll just get everything. Yeah. And then it's when someone started pointing out to me that, you know, it's not helping the devs at all. Mm. I was like, oh, if you like a product, maybe you should support the people mm. who make it so they can mm. make more of it. And I was yeah. like, okay. Mm. So I'll pose this question up. to both of you then. How yeah. Do you feel like that translates with film, television, music? Would you feel against or do you ever mm. pirate? That? So it's what, hard. It's it's very hard because movies, especially, they're very very odd in the way they're delivered. Because you have to go to a cinema usually, yeah. or you can stream it. Mm. But if you if you can't stream it because it's not available for streaming yet, mm-hmm. you have to go to a cinema. You have to take time out of your day. You have to pay money. It's usually quite expensive, and you get two hours of entertainment out of it on yeah. average. Mm. And. 90% of the time, you don't know what you're going to get out of the movie, right? Because I mean, similar with games. Yeah, but games, on average, you'll get more than a couple of hours of play. 
Like, oh, it depends. And, and, and it the depends price point is it, the price point is like very very different as well. Yeah. You can pay a hundred dollars for a game, or you can pay two bucks for a game, mm-hmm. and you can get the same amount of phone. Not Rumbo available now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. On PirateBay.com. What about piracy for yeah. region locked content? I think if you can't actually pay for something that you want to get access to, I guess pirating it yes. doesn't really affect. So the I have like a outcome, lot of yeah. that as far as like ethical dilemmas because I have like for example American Netflix and Hulu and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm technically not pirating things, but I am tech like illegally changing my VPN and all that sort of stuff so I can access that. Mm. Which to me is like in Australia, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no way to easily get access to HBO shows. Uh, I guess you pay for Foxtel. <laughs> okay. Foxtel is like yeah, ludicrously yeah. expensive. Yeah, like, yeah. I genuinely could not afford Foxtel. Yeah. No, so Foxtel, ins- it sucks anyway. Yeah, right. so instead, you can get a VPN for $25 for the year, pay for Hulu, which is, I think, 15 20 US a yeah. month, mm. plus the HBO add on, which is like an extra mm. 10 You're paying. Mm-hmm. With all that money, you could pay mm. Foxtel. You could probably afford Foxtel. I don't think so, because Foxtel, you have to get the installation box and everything like that. Yeah, and then you have to choose what channels you get, and then you get sports or whatever. All that sort of stuff. Yikes. Can't afford HBO in Canada. Um, HBO's not cheap. Like, in most places... Like, I don't think there's ever a dedicated HBO... Like, there's no stand on Netflix for HBO shows. Mm -hmm. It's an add-on to things. Like, Foxtel, it's an Mm add-on. Hulu, it's an Mm add-on. Which means it's just not super accessible, which Mm -hmm. is hard, because... I don't know, like, every Game of Thrones episode, Mm. did any of you... Like, the team watched it, right? I think we watched it through Foxtel because I think Darcy's family. Right. Had okay. An so you actually did it okay. like, legally yeah. with twenty people. Yeah. 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 Um, but for the longest time, it would just be like torrent, torrent this, torrent that. But I guess when you wanted to watch it on the day that it comes out, it became yeah. very difficult to like. And that's not a thing in um, Australia. Like I remember as a kid, you know, watching How I Met Your Mother, which is like one of my favorite shows growing mm. up. I would like get home on like a Thursday night or whatever it was yeah. and be like, can't wait for that torrent. Yep, it should be live. I'm yeah. going to watch it now. Uh-huh. And they're getting a lot better about in Australia airing things at the same time as America yeah. so mm. you can watch it. Mm. But like if I want to watch the Survivor finale live, mm-hmm. can't what? do that legally. Mm. Why would you want to do it anyway? Because then it would get spoiled for me. <laughs> oh no. But I think region lock content is yeah. really hard to justify sometimes because if it's the exact same language like the US and Australia, you're like, why do I have to wait an extra week or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even movies, to a degree, I'm like, I don't understand why the uh, the release is not worldwide. Well, obviously, because there's, like, legalities, right? Because there's things in Australia that yeah. are classified as a Netflix original, yeah. and in America, they're on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not a worldwide Netflix original. It's that the license of that thing in Australia has been bought under the Netflix brand, mm-hmm. which is just, like, a fucking pain in the ass mm-hmm. to keep track of oh. where you oh, can yeah. watch what. Even, even yeah. for games, like, the fact that some games are not available on Steam here... Mm. Yeah. ...is really... Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Well, yeah, with with us being, like, in the thick of the internet age, the world feels a lot more global mm. than it actually is. Because mm. it's just like, well, when there's media, right, and it's just floating around in the... In the and, ether, and everyone talks about it, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, okay, what, but it's only out in America, it's not out here, and vice versa. Um, with the movies, though, with the staggered release... Mm. Um, I do know that with like big movies, they'll actually release them earlier in Australia to test, uh, basically as a test launch. Guinea pigs. Um, yeah, because I th- I think we're, we're I think in, when it comes to media, we're treated like a mini America. So if it does well in Australia, it gives them an indication of like okay, it's going to do pretty well. I feel well insulted in America. <laughs> to be related to America. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm literally looking yeah. at our two U.S. flags sitting in the corner right now from American Dream. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. 
hate it or love it. We're, we're, just, we're basically a little I guess uh, we like don't, an America we don't bitch. really have a choice here. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Is this sacrilegious? Probably. Um, don't, don't yeah, someone's going to be really upset. It's yeah. definitely not religious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you call it? It's like a thing, right? Uh, to like offensive? desecrate the flag. Oh. It's like, sorry if I pissed off anybody. Um, <laughs> the Canadians are mad now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Winston, what have yeah. you been playing? Uh, okay, so I've been playing Astral, Astral Chain. Chain. Yeah. Astral Chain. Uh, and it was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, too bad Dan isn't here because I wanted to talk to him about it because I know he's been... Wow, snuffed. We're not good enough. So serious, anyway. Anyway, what did you do? You two can just, like, leave right now. Let me bite into that. Hopefully Dan's on the stream, like, watching it so you can just talk to him. Well, um, what... What do you two know about Astral Chain? Everything, them, I because... I guess we just keep... I've had two oh. podcasts yammering, with you and Dan. Yammering all oh, I've not it. heard about it at oh. all. Okay, mm. explain. Wait, no, no, no. You've heard it a, ma- a million times. I want Syrian's description. As Actually, someone yeah, who no, hasn't played good. it, okay. yeah. but um, has heard about yeah. it a lot. So, you're a cop of some mm-hmm. sort yeah. in the future, mm-hmm. in a futuristic city or whatever, mm-hmm. and you enslave ghosts, and they become your, your tag team to attack other people? I think, and, yeah. and it's a mishmash of like a different, like a bunch of different gameplays. It's okay. a bit grindy and really well animated. Platinum games. Wow, I don't even need to give this segment. Syrian's just like well, yeah, I've heard it a hundred times. What platform yeah. is it available on? Uh, PS4, Xbox, PC, I guess. All right, Switch. well, it's actually Switch exclusive. Oh, it's published by Nintendo. Okay, it is an original Nintendo IP. Okay, so what yeah. we're saying is yeah. today's episode is brought to you by <laughs> Winston's rant about Astral Chain. <laughs> Coming to, to a storm near you. By Syrian. I wish, uh, <laughs> Brought to you by Syrian, yeah. yes. I wish Dan was here to uh, mm. explain some more. Mm. Mm. Um, but you were saying last week that you were yeah. finding it a little bit grindy yeah. sometimes? Yeah, the, it has it has some tedious aspects. Um, because I think they, they wanted... It, it was a very ambitious game. I think they wanted to give you as much of the like police experience as possible. Enslaving um, ghosts. We'll give you the full police experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, Brooklyn Nine One. Isn't that what you do? <laughs> what? Well, no, there, there's, asp- there's parts of the game where you're like going on patrol and you help solve crimes. You pick up, you pick up litter off the ground. Like, you pick up cans and That's you chuck really them in the bin. There's like cute... Do. I Your mean, face you can, leaves, as, you can. as is described in this, you're just like, what is going I mean, on? I guess it's a, it's a very idealized version of like the justice system where it's like, oh, police, protect justice. And, Eating garbage you know, from the ground? Um, no, that's Bioshock, right? Um, Point taken. But, uh, yeah, no, you just kind of, like, help this, the denizens of, of the world. It's a very wholesome kind of police story. Um, or so, th- so when you're describing this, mm. two things pop in my head. Yep. Yakuza, yep. but in reverse. As in... A little bit. Yeah, I guess like you. Yeah. Do you, do you go to restaurants and and hot dogs? Oh no, it doesn't. It doesn't really have like the mini game. Mini games like that, but okay. there's like cop related activities. So you can you can pick up trash. You can go read through the police files of like okay. I don't know, news reports. Yeah. You you help save people's cats. You there's a kid who uh, dropped her ice cream, so you go help her buy an ice cream. You're just like helping people. It's a very like altruistic kind of game it's just you know like the good upstanding cop that you see on a poster who gets celebrated by the community they're like wow what a what a lovely like public servant but when, when you try you to help are. the little girl yeah. is she, is she, is she like you know fuck off take care um, of the yakuza because you've got better shit to do than oh. the ice cream um no i think she just really wants some ice cream so you help her out uh, it's very 
It's very sweet. And then we, we, um, what's the style of the game, artistically? It's like somewhere between like PBR photoreal environments and then like anime characters. Isn't that a bit um, like um, Persona Five? A little bit. I, I haven't played Persona Five, but like, like judging by the screenshots, yeah. for Dan to actually just emerge. And be like, oh, I'm not yeah. sick anymore. I need to talk to yeah. all about all these things. Yeah. Um, look, Siri's gonna lift up You're his just shirt, say, and it's like and it's Dan's, Dan is there. Dan's <laughs> face is just like. Let me tell you, yeah. is that is like a way to introduce Dan? Like Persona Five, Persona yeah. Five, Persona Five, and here's Dan. He like everybody. summons, like just like a lot, lot of tears, and he just it's like oh, a, he's God. a chest burster, like from <laughs> Alien. Like, <laughs> he's like Persona Five. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can we do that one De- of these days? Definitely. Like, you know how I'm... Um, Get chest... Can Dan just burst out of my stomach? Well, <laughs> no, yeah, the, the original Alien, did you know that when they filmed the chest burster scene, they didn't tell any of the actors? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's happen. right. Yeah, yeah. I've they never seen filming. Aliens, so oh, really? describe the situ- situation to me. Someone is in pain, and then they, they're getting, like... They're having breakfast. I th- oh, yeah, right? I think they're, they're all chilling, having breakfast, yeah. and then someone's stomach explodes, and something comes out, and everyone is just like losing their mind mm. because they didn't know about it mm. it wasn't the script and yeah. they're like holy fuck yeah. so the guy the guy was um, out exploring on this planet and then yeah. this uh, drops drops Did someone summon me oh my god so the guy he's, uh, he's out exploring and they, they see these eggs and this thing this living creature like latches it flies out and latches I've itself I've seen the face latcher yeah. thing yeah, yeah. so then they eventually remove that thing from him and he's like Oh, so good, so good. So then, a couple of days later, they're just having breakfast, and it turns out that it implanted some kind of creature inside him that had been incubating. And then, whilst they're having breakfast, he's like, he starts coughing, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, what's wrong, buddy? What's wrong?" Yeah, yeah. and he starts coughing out blood, and then this, oh this yeah. thing just like explodes out of his. But they chest. didn't tell the people. They what? didn't tell any of the Wait, actors. How did they do it then? If it wasn't like they're, they're, in post or anything, they're, they're probably like, "Oh, hey, you're filming like a breakfast scene." And... No, no, but as in like. In person, yeah. what actually happened? Oh, with the, like right. obviously, do you know what I mean? Oh, like it wasn't done yeah. in effects or yeah. post or anything. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not sure exactly, but I think I, mean, I think he all... had some kind of. I think he falls onto the table, and there's yeah. some kind of like rig yeah. or things that okay. like come out yeah, okay. of his chest. Yeah. Um, as a, as a much more wholesome version of that. Mm. Um, True crimes. At the no. <laughs> oh, yeah. At Sorry. the end of um, at the end of the final Lord of the Rings film, uh-huh. when Samwise is going back to his house. And you see, like, he goes to his wife and, like, the little daughter runs out and stuff. That's his actual daughter that they put on that set to, like, run out so that they'd have this, like, really genuine father going, hugging his daughter. Oh. See, way more wholesome. See, I can be wholesome. Then Mm. nothing but flame um, bursting out of my chest right now. Ew. Sorry to hear about that, man. What did you do to yourself? You mean like licking garbage again? (laughs) Playing that cop game. Yeah, yeah, playing Astral Chain. He's like, "Mm, garbage. So, hang on, when you say picking up garbage, you mean literally cleaning the streets? A little bit. Well, it's abstracted where it's all just cans of soda. Someone's just leaving cans of soda everywhere and you can pick them up and then you just like chuck them in the bin and you get points for like cleaning the streets. Um, Like cops do. All cops, yeah, I've never, such good Mm. cops doing that. You know, catching trees and... Does anyone does anyone in chat care if I spoil the end of Astral Chain? Yes. Do you do you actually care? Yes. 
think she's fucking with you. <laughs> I mean, you I might you is. might love it. Maybe my... she's maybe she's like cop simulator, enslaving ghosts, no, but licking garbage. Imagine this the pe- is like my game. This imagine is... the people yeah. listening to the podcast yeah. Yeah. when it's up and not yeah. live, yeah. and they're answering in out loud at yeah. their generic office job yeah. where they're listening to us to have a lively, mm. fun afternoon, yeah. and you're s- and they're sitting there and they're hearing Winston say. Yeah. Does anyone mind if I spoil this? Well, and they're can, like, how yeah, do I invent yeah. a time machine to go back in yeah. time, join the stream, say no, so that present self doesn't hear, have to hear the spoilers about this? That's when they just skip True. forward. Yeah, but then, but then you have to warn them. How far oh, forward? Okay. All right, okay, I won't okay. spoil it. They're going to press it. the 15 second um, forward button yeah. twice, and it's um, going to be like, and that's who died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there's, there's just, all, all I'll say is that um, I am your father. Okay. Um, no, uh, there's there's Dead. just there's just a sequence there's a sequence where a character does a monologue and I'm like, this sounds like the American Dream. <laughs> I was just like, maybe it's a reference, but like maybe unironic, unironically, like there's just I don't know if if anyone out there has played the American Dream. Think things get silly it's, at the end. They and, get uh, silly. They get silly. They get very, the well, first you thing you do is like the... knock on a door with guns as hands. Oh no, Elise! Oh, this it's not even the surface. Giving yeah, birth barely to a scratching gun. the surface. Because um, you haven't played it, have you? I haven't fully played it. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some shit. I've never owned a VR up yeah. until like this yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. So oh. you've never heard, you've never owned a virtual reality. No, never, <laughs> never. Mm. I've always never. just seen in two D. Yeah. So actually, you 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 mentioning this, right? Yeah. This makes me think of uh, the Kojima. Um, oh, the controversy. Oh. controversy. Honestly, what? I have I have distanced myself from like all social media over the past like recently. I'm just like it's just too much. But there's just always something new now, right? Like, I'm just, it's just it's exhausting. But okay, please explain the controversy. Okay, from yeah. what I understand, knowing mm. nothing about Death Stranding mm. and Hideo Kojima mm. and Twitter mm-hmm. and barely <laughs> looking at it. And humans no, I and lit- people. <laughs> I, yeah, I literally look at Twitter maybe mm. like once a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, recently maybe I looked at it like twice this week, mm. which is crazy. So much juicy goss. No, but it's just, I just happened to be on there because mm. someone asked me to be on mm-hmm. Twitter and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah. Um, from what I understand... Hideo Kojima issued a statement about the game called yeah. Death Stranding uh-huh. where he claimed that he did most of the work by himself. Mm. Apparently, this was due to a bad translation mm. because Hideo yeah. Kojima is Japanese. Yeah. And the reaction of everyone seeing yeah. that tweet was like, oh my god, this is like everything that is awful about AAA titles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Someone taking credit for everyone else's work mm-hmm. even though you have hundreds of people working on it and mm-hmm. slaving away. Uh, fair enough. Mm. But I was like... It's been like an hour. Mm. It's been barely less than an hour. That mm. tweet is out. Everyone is already getting mad and angry. <laughs> yeah, literally, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throwing. That's lemons. what people are doing at their computers. They're that, like, "Give me a lemon." That's a good new expression to have if someone's getting really mad. Throwing <laughs> yeah, throw lemons. a lemon. There you go. And then um, the next day, that would be so epic yeah, if you'd yeah, fallen yeah. back and hit that. <laughs> yep. Breaks the glass. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the next day, they issued a statement saying, "Oh, the translation was really, really bad." Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. all he was saying was that. He only puts his name on a game if it's like if he has worked on multiple every aspects. Yeah, every aspect of it. Yeah, mm. which okay, fair enough, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, like maybe because I've followed Kojima and his work for much longer. By much I never longer, really you mean since you were birthed. You like <laughs> birthed out. Your first was, word was like no, Kojima. Yeah. No, I was. <laughs> I'm not Baby even. Winston. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was. I was honestly a late bloomer with. Him like his stuff I, I got I got into it late um, but in any but case <laughs> no, 
Later, I played. Okay, are we gonna go on my no, no, life's road? Okay. Do you want it? Okay. I played Metal um, Gear when I was five. No, I, right. no. One of my one of my deepest regrets as like a gamer was that I had the PlayStation One demo disc, and there was Metal Gear Solid One on there, and I was like, that was a cool game. I can't believe you leave footprints in the snow. That was my reaction to it, and I was like, and then I never touched it again uh, after the demo disc, and then Do it was touch like, it all the time, yeah. oh yeah, I'm just I'm touching it right now. Um, oh my god! But so that's uh, still that I, may read. I didn't actually play a full Metal Gear game until Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, <gasps> about like till Metal Gear Three. You're right. I think I'm being pissed. being taken really hard. Would you like to right. yeah. I couldn't you, even commit to like, that I joke. It was so. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I can give you a slice of lemon if you'd like. Um, At least uh, when life gives you lemons. I think I'm bitter yeah. enough as is. Oh, nah, you just gotta uh, get the, the middle bit. The middle bit's not bitter at all. Uh, what the seeds? It's sour. It's like, <laughs> yeah. What just the it, air? The peel. The, <laughs> the peel bit of is air the bit, in yeah. the middle. Um, anyway, um, I like Hideo Kojima's work. I think he's like a pretty good dude. Um, I've watched like documentaries about the making of and whatnot, um, and I think he's always like, even though he puts his name on things, he's always been pretty open about how he collaborates with his whole team and it's not just him the reason his name is on things is because he likes to obsess over every little detail and oversee things but it's not like he just does it all himself um one of the, one of the more memorable things that i saw in one of the documentaries was how he explained uh, in the making of metal gear solid 2 the one you haven't um, played no, the, that i played after metal gear solid 3 so <gasps> you know i fucked it up i fucked it up um but uh he, what he did with, with his studio is that he would give everybody in the team like a notebook and he wanted to know ideas from all the team. Mm -hmm. So he would, no matter who you were, you could write your ideas down in this book and at the end of every day, he would collect all of the notebooks and then go through them and go through everybody's suggestions. Every day. Then, I think yeah. Kojima should mm -hmm. die every single day. Well, you just give it to him. Well, the, Jesus! I mean, I'm yeah. never, I'm never letting you put anything in the suggestion box. Oh, like if you, if you, if you, if you want to kill someone, just kill them. Like that's. Thanks, boss. Keep it I'm, simple. I'm not, I'm not that um, you saw it here first. I mean, we can segue this to like true crime in a second, but um. <laughs> I think yeah. I have other but, things in yeah. my life besides yeah. true crime, except for this week. But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that. There'll, I'll get to that. There'll be, there'll be plenty of time for that. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was just like a really nice thing to do as a leader and not just be like, oh, you know, I'm going to maintain control of everything. Mm. It's like, hey, I know you all have valuable things to contribute and I want us to all work on this together. Mm. Um, and I guess that's one of the like lesser known things because it's like tucked away in a documentary. Um, but I think the fact that he's lingered for so long in the industry and even after Lingered is a fired... terrible terminology. Huh? Lingering, like yeah. I would not appreciate someone yeah. lingering. Oh, really? As in... If someone lingers around, that's, like, kind of creepy. Really? Oh, okay. Um, remained. Remained. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean it with any negative connotation. Because okay. I think there are there are a lot of, you know, developers who don't really do a whole lot anymore. Like, I don't know, Warren Spector? What's he doing these days? Oh, we don't that, The guy directed, like... No, no. Oh, I don't know, but, like... Other developers, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Deus Ex 1. It was awesome. Like, if you're still out there listening, make some cool stuff. Um, cool. But, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I so, um, the fact that, you know, his his studio imploded at Konami, everything erupted, and he was fired, 
but still so many of his team followed him to his new studio, I think goes to show that, at the very least, there are people who... Believe in him. Believe in him and want to follow him, and he seems to be able to work with them. To can, can I just, I just like that you're yeah. also describing Charles Manson. Who? The killer? Yes. Okay. Uh, true crime. Wait, oh, yeah. No, just that idea of, like, yeah. sorry, it just sounded a little culty, like... Just yeah. the fact that so many people will still follow him and leave what they love behind to follow oh. the ideals of one man. Oh, yikes! I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to yeah, bring in the true. I'm forcing the true crime before, in now. Before we jump in that, I just want to say. Do I need to eat the lemon now? My, my favorite uh, yeah. recent exercise yeah. in the descri- like describing something. If you yeah. try to describe Death Stranding mm-hmm. to a non-gamer yeah. or someone who doesn't know what what uh, any of the Kojima games are mm-hmm. and what his vibe is, yeah. seeing their reaction is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because describe Death Stranding to me, pretending that I'm just like a non-gamer. Uh, it, go it, it'd be difficult to describe for anyone, but um, okay, <laughs> it's so just, try it's, me, just try it's me. difficult to okay. describe to someone who's seen the trailers. Like no, no, but like still... seeing the gameplay trailer, yeah, yeah the forty-minute okay. gameplay trailer. Yeah, describe it to me. Like I haven't actually seen the gameplay trailer. I've I've okay decided to avoid it because I just want to kind of play the game as fresh as possible. Okay. But from okay, from what I can tell, it's a game of, set in the future where a uh, some kind of cataclysmic event mm-hmm. has wiped out majority of the United States. Okay. And there are now companies that are representing, uh, I guess, some of the survivors and uh, what remains of the United States is divided. And you play as a delivery man who's trying to reconnect the, the divided parts of America mm-hmm. and, um, I guess, try to spread a message of unity from... Um, the the last surviving president. I feel yeah. like I've seen all the trailers, and I don't. If you were to say that, I wouldn't tell you what game you're describing right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, I'm like, oh, it's the ga- a game where they have like some weird metaphorical representation of like mm. babies yeah. and the way they're used as a life mm. source mm. with Walking Dead, yeah. dude. Yeah. Metaphorical as in you literally mm. carry like babies around in a capsule. Mm. But mm. yeah, yeah, but I think they represent a bigger metaphor mm. in the game. Like there's clearly some mm. bigger story arc. Do you think it's because that. it's so strange that you feel like there's a meaning in it? Because it could literally it could just, just be, be stylistic. Like, well, no, because yeah. there was that like, whole ghost mm. baby mm. thing as well. And they never said it's like, yo, this is a metaphor. But some things yeah. like asked to be interpreted, right? Yeah. Do you feel like it? That's the case. I think it's going to yeah. lend itself to something mm. much bigger. If mm. it didn't, though, yeah. like. Hilarious. So, <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like, oh, so it's just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you play oh, yeah, like 40 hours yeah, yeah, and you'll be like, yeah. oh, it is literally yeah. just a baby. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> so the I, I watched an interview with um, Ryan Payton, who was the producer on Metal Gear Solid 4, and he's he's got his own studio now, but people asked him, like, hey, what do you think about Death Stranding? Uh, and he said, like, oh, from working with Kojima for like several years, um, he at least in his mind, he believes that the work is somewhat autobiographical. Uh, so he's kind of trying. Sorry, under Kojima's shirts, there's yeah. just like a little baby uh, that he carries around. Well, um, <laughs> metaphorically, of course. Metaphorically, yes. Well, in, in this interview, he, he reckons that it's meant to symbolize uh, the baby is his like previous work, so the, the Metal Gear franchise that he worked on for 25 years at Konami, oh my God. and then the, the big, severing big scary and the rep- things one to yeah. try to take it away. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and I get, maybe it's him trying to communicate his feelings over that split. Because um, he was never allowed to... No one was ever allowed to talk about it publicly. Like, yeah. we'll probably never know what happened there. Yeah. Um, 
but you can imagine how painful that could be like something that you created you're like you consider it to be like your life's work and taken yeah. away completely yeah. taken away from you can you imagine working on the same franchise mm. for 25 years imagine working yeah. on Assassin's Creed mm. from the first one mm. till now mm. imagine being the same lead well, they I never mean, ha- they never have the same. No, no, but, but there are there are different. Well, I think that's because I think that's because like no one would want it. But how how long would yeah. it take before you're like, fuck this? Yeah, <laughs> as an example, like how many cricket games? Oh, would you thanks for the sub, little Yuk. Oh, oh yay! Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. This lemon is for you. Oh. It's a good thing. Trust me. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't buy it. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say about the Kojima thing though. Like mm. I I very much have, am on the side of like I've seen translations go wrong, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna attack anyone until I see how that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, Roll got, you got some backup there. Mm. Um, yeah, I I never will trust a translation on a first thing. If mm. if they're saying it was a bad translation, I'm gonna mm-hmm. give benefit of the doubt there. Although I do think it takes a special kind of person. Not in a drastically bad way, but to name a studio after yourself. The same way as, like, I find when people name a band after mm. themselves, when I'm mm. like, no, it's a band, not you. Mm. Like, to some degree, Ben Folds 5 is kind of funny because it's three of them and stuff. Mm. But it's still, like, it's still Ben Folds mm. and not the other people. Yeah. And for it to be, like, Kojima Productions uh-huh. still feels a little like, this is mine. It feels less where a collaborative group of people working under this title as developers and more like this is my studio I feel like it really depends on the industry as well because something like Toyota mm. is named after Toyota the, yeah. the, the man Yeah, it doesn't bother anyone because you're mm. like it's not so much collaborative you're just making stuff yeah. whereas as soon as art is involved or creation mm. is involved then mm. it's a bit more sensitive Yeah, but I feel like associating your name with mm. a company or a product mm. imagine if Game of Thrones was called um, uh, whatever his name is like R. Uh, Martin's um, Game of Thrones yeah, yeah kind of lame right that's kind of how I feel like, about it like Tolkien's Lord of the Rings mm. it's like it doesn't have the same ring to it because it's it's being appropriated by someone I think that's the only part yeah. of it that like makes me feel a little funky yeah. sometimes because mm. I'm like that I don't know I, I and, and I guess that's what f- what's feeding into that idea of like that game is not his it's the entire team but the mm. entire team is his productions mm-hmm. yeah. so that kind of makes it seem bit. worse yeah. than I think it is yeah okay I think um I don't know. Maybe you could. Maybe you could say I'm like a part of the cult or whatever. Um, you are. But part I honestly, of the cult. I honestly feel. Everyone though, say like, it to Winston. Yeah. Part, you are part of the cult. Yeah. Um, I honestly do feel though that having played majority of his games, they have a particular flavor where you can kind of tell that somebody has obsessed over all these little details, and pretty much it seems like most things in the game have been filtered through him, like. They would only go in if it's had his approval or it's like he had this idea hey let's do this now let's do that um i don't think there would be anything in the game that he is not content with for better or worse like there's some incredible stuff there there's some really dumb shit there but it's still <laughs> it's very very personal like you can tell that the man had a vision the man had a vision mm. and this was what he was trying to communicate um hashtag part of the cult hashtag part of the cult um yeah um, i mean that's so, a good example josie and the pussycats uh, band from like the 80s yeah. and the film yeah. series they made over it mm. is it just just TV series film no I think it was a real band mm. showing oh. our age I remember watching the film when I was younger but mm. are you anyway. 26 at least no are you 27 no are you 28 no are you, how old is oh my god she's immortal 
Are you 502? Yes. Okay. She's one of those like anime dragon girls who's like ageless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I I can understand why you know it's Kojima Productions, Mm -hmm. a Hideo Kojima game, because the dude the dude is like, you know, his all he wants to do is communicate something with. I really thought you were gonna bust into song. All he wants uh, to do is. Yeah, and, and then and you kind of, like, when when you really anticipate the game, you follow all the media that's coming out for it. I don't know. I feel like even like, when you're saying that, yeah. like, although I agree uh-huh. with that, having yeah. had worked on games, uh-huh. there's so much of other people's work in there. Like, yeah. even if he's had a part in everything, yeah. Yeah. there's still so much work that comes in from everyone else. Like, yeah, he I, hasn't built yeah. that entire yeah. world and modeled those characters yes. and done all that stuff so and I, made all the animations yeah. and I don't think done it, all the narrative. Yeah, and, I think to, to even... I don't think he would ever try to say that. I think, yeah, it's like miscommunication, right? Like, I don't think yeah. he would ever admit to say, like, yo, I made the game. Uh, it's just that it's I me. I played a part in deciding what gets in the yeah, game. So I, and I I had eyes on everything. I, I think agree. That's what he's I don't to think say. he yeah. tried to say, this yeah. is all me. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think his company, being called his name, mm. hasn't helped that sense of, like, no, we're all a team. Probably. My question is... That's the thing. Know, knowing that his company is called Kojima Productions, mm. I don't even know what the point was in making that statement because mm. we all assume that this was the yeah. case, right? Yeah. Because if you know anything about Kojima, you know that mm. he's completely like obsessive and mm. he gets things according to his vision. Mm. We know that already. So mm. why do you think he made that statement Ooh. in the first place? Dan's coming up with some information. Indicates. He indicates that he doesn't support auto-culture, yet has the goal to claim Death Stranding is its own genre called Strand Games. When did he say that he doesn't support auteur culture? Because it seems like he loves it. So um, can, he ha- can someone explain yeah. auteur culture? Like, well, where the vision is very much held and directed by, by one, one person. Because right. he's he's friends with all these like Hollywood auteurs. So I I don't think he would be against auteur culture. And the thing with calling the genre strand games. So what he said is he um. What's we change here? He came up with the term because people kept asking him, what's the game? And I don't think... Well, the way that he's describing it, he, he's trying to do something new, and it doesn't fall into... A label? At least in his eyes, it doesn't fall into an existing label. So he's like, okay, I'll just I, make up a term I for it. I feel like this, like a lot of the presentations we've seen of Kojima's stuff, he mm. has a translator there. Mm. And you'd think for how much his games are targeted at a Western market, he might benefit from... Mm getting a bit better at English himself because mm. then he wouldn't have to rely on people translating this stuff for him mm. and he could know exactly what he's saying and get mm. a yes. better sense of that. That sounds like really douchey. I don't want to be like white supremacist. <laughs> you Everyone should learn English. No. Like, you fucking I don't English mean it like you? that at yeah. all. It's huh. more so like, yeah. I think we just, were like, social media and PR blows out of control very easily yep. and I think people careful. use it in a way that is just very, like, flippant and... You know they don't they don't realize the consequences. So I think he was just like too honest. Just wanted to say a thing of like, hey, I'm really proud of this game that I have invested a lot of my yeah. time and thought into, and the work so, that our team has done. And then people were like, you there, <laughs> you bastard, you fucker. Yeah. Um. And I think seeing some of the discourse when like because Kojima's work is like really strange quite out there it's really very strand. much very strand 
Um, there are people who love his work and there are people who fucking hate it. Um, I think when people have already made a decision not to like somebody and their work, everything that they say is going to be ammunition to be like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck is this about? I agree. Right, you know? Um, so I think it, it kind of feeds back into something I've been talking to people a lot lately is um, the idea of uh, personal branding to mm. like a really large scale. And I think that there comes those issues when people's personal brand is based on their very strongly about like political opinions values. On, and values on things yeah. because that's when it gets really tricky to call someone out. So mm. for example, I, I mean, I stayed away from it because I just don't like her, but like Taylor Swift, there was a massive scandal because she said she was performing at the Melbourne Cup. But she's also spoken out about, like, animal rights and, oh. like, sexual inclusivity and all right. that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. So she's like, no, I support people and animals and, like, I love everybody. Uh-huh. And then to say that she's performing at the Melbourne Cup, everyone's like, well, do you see the contradiction there? Mm-hmm. Whereas if her personal brand was, I'm a little country girl, mm-hmm. made big pop star, I yeah. love music, hey, mm-hmm. yo. Mm-hmm. Then there's not really any room to mm-hmm. question or judge people on that. Yeah. The thing is, like, as soon as you put yourself out there... People, like, you're not a machine. You're always going to make mistakes anyway. People are always going to find a flaw somewhere. Yeah. So no matter what values you portray, no matter... Unless you make yourself as bland as possible, which defies the point of having a brand, you're always... I don't know, you're never going to get any exposure. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely not suggesting to go that extreme. It's Mm. more so, like... I think some people on social media social media scatter themselves too thin Mm. about trying to care about all these issues Mm -hmm. because then yeah one little slip up in any of these 20 categories mm. you've got people from all these areas who are watching you yeah. waiting for you to fuck up especially if you're a celebrity mm. and that's an example of it like kojima because he is really innovative and interesting and unique and creating things that are quite polarizing mm. it means he has formed a community of people that are waiting for him to fuck up in yeah. any way He's to say be one like thing wrong. Yeah. Just yeah. one thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I should stop so, slamming the desk yeah, in front of the microphone. Okay. Sorry. Right, that was slam just chuck a lemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're totally right. And then, I mean, so, I mean, we can we can probably have a whole segment on like social media and its like negative implications. But it's basically an arms race of like how many now causes can I stand? How many how many causes can I stand for, and how much social capital can I build yeah. by like presenting myself as you know caring about all these things, but. You know, one thing you slip up in one way, and people are like ready to fucking jump isn't on there, you. There, and it's there all, there's all record of it as well. Yeah, that's the most media. dangerous bit. Isn't there right? a term specifically right. for that on social media, which is um, value signaling, right? Like I've heard the term. I don't actually understand it though. If like, I understand it correctly, it's basically you being like, "Oh, I care about this." Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Every okay. opportunity to have to be like, to be like, yeah. look how like righteous I am, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you basically jump in. And it's just like. There's five billion other people doing the exact same thing, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just all those voices adding up. Yeah. And then you have a trace of it, mm-hmm. and it just gets ugly. Mm-hmm, and... mm-hmm. So I'm I'm intrigued <sighs> to um oh sorry the girl who's suing a bunch of countries over climate change is getting trolled rather than. Greta predictably insane. Like, ah, oh, that's yes. upsetting. Well, yeah, she's yes. the one who's like Greta. campaigning for the um Greta. the climate strike. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I want to kind of extend this to mm. everyone, but mm. also extend it to you because, so for context, I've recently come back from New Zealand, my road trip, mm. where I traveled with Darcy, our lead programmer, and Amelia, a mm. producer from previously to Invent, now works at Nintendo. Mm. And there was a lot of time of like not having internet, and so a lot of conversations came up, and all considering we all work in games, like mm. games-related things came up a lot. Mm-hmm. And something we talked about a lot was social media and the mm. rise of that, how to use that for and against people. Mm. Um, 
and something we discussed a fair bit, and I think this is a really interesting topic, so I'm interested to hear other people's opinions, mm. is when you have something that's personal to you and you put it on social media as your platform, mm-hmm. so it's not like who you, what you do, it's this is who you are as your platform. So, I mean, Greta's a really good example of that because her label and her brand mm. is like climate change and being like a very aware young woman who knows what's going on and is really switched on. Mm-hmm. So she's opening herself up to like that. So for people who don't agree with that. And I'm curious what you think as to like, obviously she's kind of different because that's what she's come out for. But like, for example, as games, as representative of mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. and your platform on social media, whether how you feel, I guess, about using ethnicity, race, sexuality, all that sort of stuff as your brand. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry, I know that's kind of like a heated yeah. conversation, yeah. but I think it's just that it's becoming more prevalent, and I'm just curious as to it's, people's stance uh, on crank it. Crank up Shall the heat, let's go. <laughs> Sorry. It's, Sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah. no, I feel like it's it's more of a, it's a complicated conversation, not so much heated. Like, mm. you could hardly disagree that, who's going to say, oh, it's a bad thing that you're an activist and you're putting yourself as like, yeah. oh, I'm gay or I'm black or whatever. It's like, of course, it's part of who you are. Why would you hide what you are? Because mm-hmm. you're presenting yourself to the public. The but there is, is a very strong difference between hiding something and it being your platform, right? Mm. Or like, yeah, but there's also a difference between n- intentionally not saying something mm-hmm. and just saying, this is what I am, right? Mm. Yeah. If you're obviously saying, you know, I'm a black activist, whatever, whatever, people are automatically going to assume things about you. Mm. If you just say, I'm an activist for this cause, yeah. you can't make as many assumptions, right? That's kind of what I'm saying, like, mm. in that situation, what... What is the better option to take? Is it because the whole the whole thing that I've understood of it is people will say that if as an example of that to say like you're a black activist yeah. to have someone say like okay I'm not going to use the word black because I don't want to be defined as my ethnicity or mm-hmm. the color of my skin I want to be known for being an activist yeah. then some people say but it's because you're black that makes it easier for other people to go into this situation where you're forming. Yeah a pathway for minorities to feel like they can pursue the same path mm-hmm. but then the other side of that will be people saying but you should just stand up for like your cause mm-hmm. and who you are where you're from what color your skin is what religion you are shouldn't impact that you should be known for what you believe in mm-hmm. or what that that's the thing because what you're saying right now is that by i'm not agreeing with either publicly yep. i'm just curious no no i think i feel like if you really want to focus on the single cause mm say, like, animal rights, mm-hmm. it would make more sense for me to be like, okay, I'm an activist for animal rights. Mm-hmm. And then ignoring everything else about you mm-hmm. will help people to focus on the fact that this is your thing. This mm-hmm. is what you do. Yeah. As soon as you mention anything about your ethnicity or your you know, your background, your religion, people always assume things. And they're going to be like, oh, okay, so you're also standing up for, like, you know, black rights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. It's, it's a really tricky question because... In some cases, I'm sure it'd be fine. This is what I love having conversations yeah. about. Uh, at least, like, difficult conversations. Yeah. I do, I'm sorry, uh, I do. Please chime put, in, put audience. On, put you on I'm the curious. Spot, yeah. Like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I love asking tough questions. Mm. Um, and I like just sitting and watching. I feel like sometimes the best way of handling um, that kind of problem is when you have a cause you care about, it, it's probably better to just not give a shit about what people think of you as a person and just be like, this is what I do. If you don't like it, well, it sucks for you, but that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, as an aside, this is also what I am, but this doesn't matter because this is the cause that I care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else doesn't matter. I mean, now that you say that, it kind of almost makes me think of, like, like Tom Cruise and Scientology, right? Mm-hmm. 
because okay. he is an actor, but Scientology is a massive part of his identity, mm-hmm. and a lot of people detest him for it. Mm-hmm. So, as an example, like when Beck, who also quite publicly is Scientologist, came in concert in Australia, I made, although I love Beck's music, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to that concert because I know how the Church of Scientology works, mm-hmm. and it means that if I pay for the concert and that money goes to Beck, mm-hmm. that money goes to the Church of Scientology, mm-hmm. and I don't want to sp- support the Church of Scientology. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I won't make that connection. Yeah. Whereas, if if Beck wasn't public about any religious thing and just happened to be a Scientologist, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be the decisions that people might make. So this is the same the same problem as, um, you know Ender's Game? The franchise called Ender's Game. I've heard of it. I have no okay. idea besides, like, is it shitty Hunger Games? So, no. <laughs> so from what I understand, I haven't read it, but from what I understand, the, that trilogy yeah. of books yeah. uh, was really, really popular. It was mm-hmm. really well written. Yeah. People fucking loved it. And mm-hmm. then... It's it's really inclusive in the book, yep. but then one day the the uh, the writer came out and was like, oh, hate those gays, right? And everyone Wait, was like, it, like he was he was just kind of being homophobic, and everyone was so like, so being a piece of shit person. Yeah, he was like, oh my god, was like in private or public? on Twitter. Oh, and everyone was like, oh my god, you used to be the greatest. I used yeah. to love your books, but now like, fuck you. Well, I mean, it's that brings question. up the very interesting conversation of whether you denounce someone's work based on their. Do you care about the fact that they're a piece of shit, but their work is amazing? Mm. Do you accept their work as as it stands, or Mm. can you not separate the two? I guess this is where Nick would chime in and say, art is dead anyway. Um, But usually what he gets at is the fact that once the art is out into the world, it doesn't belong to the creator anymore. It belongs to the individual and how they interpret it. So I think you can can separate art from the artist. Um, Book is very sexist. Um, sorry, Digital Seahorse brings up a good point. Uh, if all LGBTQIA plus mm. only stood up for each, each of their own letters, it would be far less effective. All the fascists want people divided, not supporting each other, so they could get crushed easier. Which is a very good point in that yeah. regard. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting space in that mm. as, as well. Like, I know this. There's a lot of little steps in that. That like, as a society, uh, non-dependent on your sexuality or. Um, personal opinions you can make life easier for everyone so like a really big not sorry a really small change I made a while ago was like I'd always refer to whoever I was seeing as my partner Mm -hmm. not referring to anyone based on like gender or sexual orientation but just like partner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that like solves that for everyone right if everyone always referred to their person like their partner as a partner especially like when I first started saying it my parents would make comments of like oh it makes it sound like you're gay and I'm like great you know what that means? Mm-hmm. People who say partner because they feel awkward mm-hmm. or shy about saying my girlfriend if they identify as a female mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. don't have to have that because everyone just says partner. See, but the right. thing is, in this case, I feel like you're avoiding the conflict. So it's not so much solving the fact that your parents would be mine. Like, they might be angry because you're gay, right? But by doing that, you're just kind of avoiding the question almost. I don't think so at all. Like, I mean, my parents know my sexuality, so that's not mm. an issue. Like, obviously, we are open about that but yeah. I think it just means that people don't have to disclose something like their sexuality in everyday conversation if they don't want to I think it's a halfway step because I think in an ideal world you'd be able to be like this my is, boyfriend girlfriend my boyfriend. whatever this is my whatever like, like cool yeah, yeah, like, because yeah I guess when you're withholding information that's also still saying hey I'm not com- I don't feel fully comfortable just sharing it well so okay so that so I think of, it's a halfway. That kind of comes yeah. back into that original conversation of, like, what is your personal brand, mm. yeah. right? Because what if sexuality... Like, you can want your sexuality to be private and not mm. be ashamed of it at all. Mm-hmm. You just don't yeah. want to disclose that. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think saying, like, partner is saying that I'm ashamed of what my sexual preferences are or what other people's are. Yeah. It's just, like, let's say in a 
in a semi-professional working environment, you want to say that. Mm-hmm. You might not necessarily want people at mm-hmm. work to know that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, another example would be on a religious holiday, saying, I need to take it off for religious purposes, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, like, for Hanukkah or Christmas or mm-hmm. Ramadan or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it depends on the context. If, if you're focused on, I guess, improving rights, mm-hmm. you will tend to want to be, like, really upfront and not give a shit about anyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why... To me, as a gay man, the the whole um, you know LGBTQA plus, the having having those labels, having those flags, it's really good that people have something to identify with. But personally, it, having that that banner mm-hmm. and saying you know this is what I am, I'm I'm that letter, mm-hmm. I have this label, and this is mm-hmm. what I represent. Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like it's counter-effective almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, like to me, just being like, literally not mentioning it, being like this is what I do, this is my boyfriend. I have multiple partners, whatever. This is what I do. Yeah. Even if people react poorly, the fact that I don't care, and I'm like, if you don't like it, it's your problem. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Is already making a statement. Yeah. It, not in a in a really unified way. It's it's way more individualistic, but that's the way I approach it. So I have like I think I've been slightly veering on that side as well. It's a conversation I've had with quite a few people um, that are sort of like in my closer bracket. But mm. I was having a conversation with someone over. The game developer conference in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, and he's similar, like uh, married to his partner, his husband. Yeah, his husband, but they're in an open relationship, mm-hmm. and he's bisexual. Mm-hmm. And when we had the discussion, he, you know, he has that sort of stuff in his banner. I think he just, you know, something to the equivalent of like gay and proud or something like that. Yeah. And so I was discussing that idea because to me a really big component is like I don't. I don't meet a lot of like Jewish game developers. So to me, I'm like, that's something I identify as really strongly. Like that's something that I'm quite proud of, mm-hmm. but at the same time, definitely don't like shout it. Mm-hmm. And I was saying like, I've been, I was tossing and turning for a really long time as to put like, for example, a star of David in my Twitter header mm-hmm. to be like, that's a really simple, easy way to be like, Hey, this is me. Mm-hmm. This is something I identify with. Mm-hmm. If someone else sees that they might feel more comfortable talking to me or being like, Hey, I'm a Jewish aspiring dev. Like I feel more connected to you in that way. And that's what I do find interesting about society and the way it's heading because, you know, I at New Zealand GDC, I met someone who just, like, had a brief conversation. I was like, oh, that's an interesting name. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's because I'm Jewish. And instinctively, like, I couldn't help it. I gave him a hug. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah. I've met, like, three, uh, like, outwardly Jewish game devs mm-hmm. in pretty much my entire time in game dev. So there is a part of me that wants to be, like, I'm going to start, like, a Jewish rally and get all the Jewish game devs together and we're just going to, like, hang out and have the best time ever and everything's mm-hmm. going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of start to go away and I'm like, but do I want that? Or do I just want kind of everyone to hang out? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and not bring up religion ever it's, again. It's, the, it's a really hard question of, do yeah. you want communi- like mm-hmm. a community that is, like, enclosed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you want to be full inclusive? Mm-hmm. Because the downside of having communities that obviously not everyone's welcome yeah. And the other way around is that you can't really connect on on a particular level sometimes. Yeah. Personally, I'm like, if you tell me, oh, do you want to have a purely gay, like, gay only, like, mm-hmm. men only, like, session, I'm just like, no, <laughs> I really, I really don't want that. Holy yeah. shit, no. Yeah. Um, Even when we had like all the gay events at like mm-hmm. uh, GDC San Francisco, I was like, yeah. I no, I just want to meet like everyone. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be put yeah. in that little box and just be like, yeah. this, these are the people you can meet. Mm. If you need that for yourself cool fair enough but just not for me yeah. well I, I think our natural inclination is to group towards people that we're familiar with and can relate 
more easily with. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, it feels good. You understand each other more quickly. Um, so, but does that raise the question of should we, should I start a group that's game developers who like Death Cab for Cutie and it's their favorite band? Well, okay. Like, where's I the think, personal interest I think connection? Just because something is easy and more comfortable doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. Like, I think, I think there's a place for it, you know, because, um, you know, maybe, maybe there are people who are, um, don't feel confident um, as you know a Jewish game developer, and maybe if they knew that there were more, they yeah. would feel like they could be you know elevated, and you know they have role models to look forward so, to. So that's a good thing. Can I ask a very but, specific question of yeah. you? Okay. If you had uh, at GDC, you had two um, specific group events going on at the same time, mm-hmm. and one of them was Asian game devs, yep. and one of them was Kojima fan game devs. I kind of actually mean this seriously. Wait, which would you feel? Which would you feel more compelled to go to? Which do you feel like you would form better connections, have more interesting conversations, talk to people that you're more likely to get along with? Um, I think when you when you phrase the other one as like what Kojima fan fans, that's just kind of that's just kind of cringy, honestly. <laughs> um, but um, I went to I went to a dinner that was Asian game developers, and I really enjoyed it because I don't know a lot of. Um, at least in the West, yeah. Asian game developers, uh, we are kind of rare, uh, and you know it's 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 good to be able to know people who are having like similar strug- struggles to you. Mm. Um, but that's not to say that oh I would want to only be in that environment. But I think being able to connect with those people there was, was a place for that. genuinely really valuable. Um, Kojima fan club, Little Ryuk will be there. Like you and me, can, <laughs> you and me can hang out there later if that's what you're implying. Um, but uh, I, I guess maybe that's what my point was. Like maybe personally, because I don't miss that connection because uh-huh. there are plenty of gay game devs uh-huh. because I see them all the time. I'm like, yeah. I don't miss that. I don't yeah. need that. Yeah. But if you do need it because you don't have a chance to connect those people because they don't uh-huh. come to you, uh-huh. then maybe it makes sense. Yeah. To have organize those events, at least to get some kind of start, right? Yeah. I think it's just it's just easier to connect with people who are similar to you. Mm. But I think connecting with people who are different to you is so how think, you expand your own. I horizons think the only and, thing I'm curious at exploring more in that idea yeah. is when someone says people who are similar to you. What dictates someone's similarity? Is it ethnicity, race, religion, oh, sexual God. orientation? I think it could be any one thing. Like I guess, like you but, could have. There probably are Kojima fan meetups. Like it's probably a thing. Right, like so any anything that you can identify with, yeah. there's probably groups That's, that have congregated so around. So again, them. coming back to that, I'm interested mm. to see what those other ones that we're not already exploring are. Mm-hmm. Like like game devs who love like, like heavy metal, should they have a meetup group where they all just talk like heavy metal and make cool that, fucking games that was revolved thing, around heavy metal? It was a thing at GDC for the the music people in game oh, dev. Yeah. They had like mm. a heavy metal specific thing meetup. Yeah. 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 I didn't even know about that. That's super mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea. But it's for music, like music. Music game devs. Music yeah. game devs only. So uh, if you come in as a like programmer, you're mm-hmm. gonna be like, eh, I don't know. Right. Okay. So see, like, there's like those Venn diagrams that you can't mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. control. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, should I be able to come to the Asian only game dev meetup? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Just be sitting there. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I like Kojima too. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's complicated. It, in in shell, it's think, very complicated. Yeah. I think the difficulty that I have is that um, it's very difficult to have a peaceful society where there are 
where you, where you can separate people into groups because when there are groups eventually there's opposition and, yeah. and then mm. tension and conflict will arise but there's so much like comfort and strength that you can get from being with people similar to you i feel like far far future if we ever achieve any kind of peace maybe that's a piece where everybody's just kind of the same maybe all so, of the races kind of assimilate and it's like okay peace is good but then you lose part of me is like okay we lose some of our individuality individuality which mm. um would be kind of sad in its own way but maybe by the time we transcend that it doesn't matter anymore so but we're caught in this weird time so where for- i think we want to be better we want to unite people but we're also still very comfortable being in our own bubble uh, yeah. and, and excluding others from that bubble. Pride mentality. Yeah. yeah. So I think for context of um, where a lot of these like questions and why I think about it so intensely is when that awful uh, thing on Burke Street where the guy drove down and killed a bunch of people and like four people, four or five people died, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of fundraisers that were created to support the families of the people who had passed mm-hmm. away. And in that, there was this one that they put on the news and everything, and they're like, if anyone wants to help the families, all the money goes here and gets dispersed. Mm-hmm. There was also one made for, uh, I think she was about 12 or 13, one of the girls who died was Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, went to a private Jewish school, mm-hmm. and one fund got made for her family, mm-hmm. exclusive of that group one. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my partner at the time about that, mm-hmm. and they were just saying, you know, well, I think that's really unfair. Like, why do you need to have your own separate one where you get more money, where everyone else is already saying, well, we're all in this together, like, we're a group. And it did bring up an interesting thing, and I took, like, a couple weeks to come back to be like, I really want to think about that. (laughs) And it's because, like, from my perspective, obviously speaking to my family, what my family's been through, Jews have been isolated and persecuted in so many times that that example of seeing a Jewish game developer at New Zealand conference, like, I wanted to hug them because I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited, like, we're in this together. I mm. automatically am like, I feel connected to you. Mm-hmm. I trust you mm-hmm. with pretty much everything because we've both been in this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Howard at the time brought up a really good point to be like, although I kind of understand that, like you instinctively want to be like, everyone's always shunned us. So we have to stick together. Like mm-hmm. there's no other option. Mm-hmm. Are we actually doing ourselves a disservice mm-hmm. by kind of sticking together? Or like, is that incorrect of me to, to in the modern day say I automatically feel connected to a Jew because they're Jew like they're Jewish like Hmm. are we actually more connected is that should I be feeling should I hug everyone that I meet to just be like I'm so glad to meet you Mm. I trust you I love Mm. you like and that's kind of the thing right is like that ideally should be where Mm. we we get to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's why I kind of get really tossed and turned about you know I, I think this obviously like heaps of really good groups that are definitely helping people's integration into the mm. industry to become better are connecting them with people who can help them through what they're going to. Mm. So I'm not denouncing any of that. I think it's fantastic. It's more so like whether we keep going that way or whether this is important to do now before we get to the point where we can say, I trust you and love you to whoever you are, mm. independent of whether you have those connections, race, ethnicity, sexuality, all that mm. stuff. Um, I will say, I think one of one of the one of the ways that some people can bond really closely is when they feel like they share pain right like mm-hmm. a, and a very Empathy. specific kind of pain yeah. so i would when it comes to like racial things and like you know history of your culture 
if you can meet someone and you know that they understand that very specific pain you have and the fam the pain that your family has had that's an instant through connection because i guess dealing with that pain as an individual is really difficult so by sharing it with a group you know you know you kind of bear the burden together mm. i think that's why things like that create such an immediate connection um at least my kind of that, that that's my belief because i know yeah like if if you're going through some real shit and you're like no one knows what this is like you know i feel so alone and then you meet someone who kind of shows a glimmer of it or you or maybe you just know that they've experienced the same things you're like mm. oh my god i'm not alone anymore and we can we can help each other uh through this very specific it's struggle a, it's a very interesting yeah psychological mm. dynamic mm. that we bond with people who have also suffered mm. as opposed to like people who have had similar triumphs oh, right. do you know what i mean like yeah. that is that mm. is quite interesting to mm. think mm. that we do associate with loss yeah necessarily yeah. more yeah. than triumph mm. the thing is coming back to what you're saying before it, it feels like in a way it's it's like it's almost like a bias right mm. because you you meet someone from your community and you're like oh cool automatically you trust them yeah you trust them more you want to be with, with them more mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the, the dark side of that is that you might just entrust them too much a little bit you yeah might, you might for just, sure like I don't know it's it's complicated because sometimes you're like you need that mm-hmm. if you're in pain and you feel like no one else can understand you then mm-hmm. yeah go for it of course mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like saying I'm only going to help the people from my community yeah. not these people who are, who are going exactly through the same thing well I mean I guess the Burke Street incident was a very good example of that because mm. everyone was going through the exact same thing they'd yeah. all lost a family member mm. in this one specific horrific mm-hmm. incident mm-hmm. So, so it's like saying oh you, you have your pain we have ours and we'll stay with of, it kind of even yeah. though it's all the same pain yeah. and that's kind of I don't know I'm still like very interested in that whole dynamic because I am still like instinctively like no, of course we made a separate one. Like, mm-hmm. we've always been separate. No one's yeah. ever looked out for us. We've always had to look out for each other. Yeah. But then when I really think about it and take a step back, I'm like, actually, you know, it, look, it's hard because then you get rise of Nazis and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, actually, no. I hate mm. all of society. I'm going to stick to my <laughs> yeah. little Jew click. Yeah. Yeah. But then you do see most of society where you can say whatever religion you are. And for the uh-huh. most part, uh-huh. especially in most of Australia, people are pretty accepting. Like, yeah. no one's going to judge you or shun you for I it. I think on average, like... 90% of the people they, they won't they won't say shit because they don't care mm. most people yeah. don't actually care yeah. the 10% that is really vocal mm. Mm. are the, the people who just make it horrible for everyone else yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know growing up when I was reading about when I heard about World War 2 for the first time I was like the, the question that just boggled me for years I was like but why why the Jews and every time someone tried to explain it to me I was like but but that still doesn't make sense I don't okay, know why so like really 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 quick thing I usually yeah. say to that is one, the Jews had been the, like, scapegoat for a really long time, yeah. so we were an easy target. So that I know now. Yeah. I understand now. I also like to emphasize that it wasn't just Jews. Mm. Like, gay people were targeted as mm. well. Like, twins were targeted. People with any sort of, like, disabilities. It's it like just a completely, she, completely yeah. irrational, like, yes. set of But when rules. you do look at it as, as a larger set than just the Jews, you can't be like, oh, that really small minority, that really small minority, that really small... I, my understanding is yeah. that they pinpointed small groups that mm. even combined were not strong enough to fight back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they just chose weak targets because they were a much smaller like mm. group of people. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays I would probably argue because at the time it was mostly Christian, it's probably like, oh, okay, the Jews and the Muslims, they have a very, very similar religion to ours, but they're, they're the rivals, competitive, you know, competing yeah. kind of groups. 
I mean, then there's also the argument that literally came up as a joke today at work that people think that the Jews killed Jesus. And, like... That's another way... But that's what I'm saying. Like, Christian. Yeah. It's like, I'll find any excuse I love the can. little scrunch you get in your nose when you say the word Christians. Christians. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's a natural, like, you know, yeah. reaction. As long as it's not real hate, then it's fine. No, it's not real hate. I hate everyone equally. Make love, fine. not them. Not make, them? Make, make love, not them, versus us, which... Leads to war. Leads to war. So we, we probably should wrap up, but I do want to say yeah. a quote from a Kimya Dawson song that I absolutely adore and hold really tight, yeah. okay. which is, um, uh, like, it's along the lines of, um, they, if, damn it, anticlimactic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The fact that they tried to divide us should be mm-hmm. enough to unite us. And I love that mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. so much. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Pretty much all our differences should be what we celebrate mm-hmm. and realize that we're all similar in the fact that we have our differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we just see enough. it like that, that should be great. Yeah. We all are different from each other. So to some degree, instead of focusing on what we are similar with, with some people on, we could focus on the fact that we are all different and just celebrate that mm. and be like, cool, we're all different. Mm-hmm. No one's more similar because we're all similar in our differences. Therefore... Happy love. Mm. Yay. <laughs> Happy love day. Got a big Y-E-S from Digital Seahorse. Yeah, so yes. A, was it was up. it for the quote or was it mm. for me remembering it? Because <laughs> both of which should be celebrated. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think somebody needs to invent something that like, get when, whenever AR glasses become like ubiquitous, mm-hmm. just have a mode that's be like, underneath all of the skin, we're all just like skeletons. We're all the fucking same skeletons well, anyway, think- right? Just be like, yo, skeleton, how you doing? Skeleton over here, my buddy. How what's up? We're all just bones inside. Yeah. No worries. So I think, I think actually... I love you, buddy. Uh, like, like, going to yeah. the climate strike the other day mm-hmm. did make me realise how much that was the case. Like, I was looking around and being like, you know, look how different we all are, mm-hmm. but this is the thing that bonds us. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, so I was having a moment where I was talking to Darcy and I just made a comment. I was like, oh... I really should have had lunch before. Like, I'm really hungry and I'm, I'm a little thirsty. I'm just feeling a little lightheaded. Mm. I might head back soon. And this woman in front of me just turned around and was like, oh, I have an apple or some nuts. Do you need something? Like, if you haven't eaten... Sorry to eavesdrop. Do you want some food? I yet? have a nut allergy. Yeah. God damn it. Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> and no, but it was kind of a case of just, like, just seeing that. I was like, cool. Like, look at how broad this thing is. Like, mm. you know, working to implement like, climate change and you not know, to implement it, to fix it. And to work on climate justice, like that's all we need. Mm. Like all that's all we need mm. to bond us in this situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have this approach, and that's really specific to me. Where because my my dad hates people in general, <laughs> I'm I'm conditioned every time I meet someone, no matter what they they look like, what they are, how they talk, whatever. When I see them, I just I have this automatic switch of like, oh, you're annoying. <laughs> it's 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 because like of your dad. No, but it's it's a level like ah oh, cool another problem to solve. Oh, Look, as long as it's everyone oh, equally, it's hundred percent everyone that I meet. I'm just like, oh, yeah. hi. Now just next time, imagine this skeleton underneath, and it's be like, yo, it's just like me. It's yeah, just but like me. Do you find yourself annoying sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, there you go. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. Mm. As long as you think I am you're... above all this. I am yeah. Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. You made Death Stranding. Oh my god! I can't wait for that game. You man. made it all yourself. Writing, right? producing, yeah. the art, the programming, everything. Holy shit, man! And this is my studio, Kojima Productions. Yeah. Um, 
what you should have done. This is my studio, this Kojima my studio. Productions. <laughs> mm. did, you, did you give birth to the whole dev team as well? Like, yes. Yes. All those little babies that you yeah. just like. Have you seen aliens? Impregnate. Do you like impregnate yourself? No, other people usually. Did oh. Norman Reedus so you, come so out you didn't, one of your ribs? You didn't. You didn't make it all. You lied to me. <laughs> That's called outsourcing, Winston. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Okay, just just note, I made one true crime reference this entire time, and yeah. instead brought up heavy political discussions. So, mm. pat on the back, me. Yeah. Well done. Oh, well done. Well done. Oh, well done. Oh. I thought you were going to draw a lemon well, at me. I wasn't oh, sure. You just like... I thought you were just going to be yeah. like, squash. Oh, lemon yeah, yeah. squash. That's the finale. Yeah, lemon squash. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. That's why I wear glasses so that when oh, people yeah. throw things at me, mm. it doesn't hurt mm. so badly. It's right. Let me oh say god. Let me Speaking say. of, I'll just quickly say quick plug. I am going to True Crime Trivia tomorrow oh, night. Hey. Serial Killers is a special oh. theme. I'm very excited. If anyone has really good uh, true crime or serial killer questions, please send them to us on our Discord because I need a practice. I've been listening to True Crime all day. Mm. And the last podcast I listened to didn't even find out who it was. It's 30 years later. They killed seven people and we still don't know who it is. It was Serial. Okay. It was, it was Hideo Kojima. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did it all. He did it all, all himself. All himself. Yeah, he just, I, he just checked on Twitter before. He's like, oh yeah, you know the, these murders. It was yeah. all. Did it all me. He's like, cool. That's um, like a, a Hideo Kojima murder, like yeah. on the cover. Like, um, yeah. So hit me up with those questions. Hit me up with those questions or anything else uh, to the entire team. Mm. Discord, Discord, Discord. Mm-hmm. GG forward slash Samurai Punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of your murder stories yeah we've got a couple of exciting things coming up we've got our stream on Thursday as per usual Uh, but we also have Corporate Jam Mm -hmm. next week if you haven't seen about that that should be pretty exciting Um, so Corporate Jam TM Mm. uh, (laughs) is Samurai Punk's own in-house game jam where we spend a week on a theme together in small little groups and we just make wacky shit uh, and we release it at the end of the week so everyone's going to be able to play those um, we'll be documenting the journey as well. Yes, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be social mediaing like nuts. So we'll be having vlogs and posts and pictures and gifts Vlogs. and flogging, flogs, flogs, Go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did it all flag. yourself. <laughs> is that is that okay with the Twitch terms of service? Is flag- flagellation <laughs> okay? Yeah. 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 I'm sure we can um, get on the top. Mm. Uh, Top three or oh, yeah. 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 It's like ASMR flogging. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 I meant one after another, not the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Awesome. And then the following week as well, we will be having PAX Australia, where we're all organized almost completely. We're going to have some pretty cool merch. Come and see us. Yeah, mm, including yeah. some shirts that we're showing... I think only for the second time, but the first time at PAX, uh, with some new exclusive stuff for this PAX for the first time ever. Mm. So we've got some cool stuff. Hopefully, we'll see some of you there. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all my plugging. Mm. Does anyone want to plug anything else? At least <laughs> I don't think this is. <laughs> 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 Let's become famous, people. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, is that going to be part of the game jam yeah. theme? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so the theme is either uh, going to be lemon or flogging. Uh, lemon yeah. flogging. Lemon flogging. Lemon flogging. Oh, that's kind of a cool band name. Lemon flogging. Lemon flogging. Yeah. Samurai punk represents yeah. lemon flog
<laughs> Next face of everyone screaming. Like, yeah. It's like my friend Pedro, but yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. um, right. cool. cool. Thanks Thank, for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for joining all the festivities wait, I have to wait with now. and the mayhem. Hope you had fun. Come back for Thursday's stream and uh, the s corporate jam to follow. Yes, yeah. keep an eye on the Discord. We'll be mm -hmm. posting updates there sooner than everywhere else. So if you're not already in the Discord, join no, us. that way. Nice. They just like discords. Like, yeah. Going everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Right. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, right. everybody. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. -bye.